Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reach Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we are wrapping up our Toronto Film Festival audio reviews. Uh, we have the film Encounter. Um, two brothers embark on a journey. Eh, we're gonna call it that with their father, who is trying to protect them from an alien threat. Uh, the director is Michael Pierce, and it stars Riz Ahmed, Octavia Spencer. Um, what do you think? Um, I I liked it, but I was also confused as to what where, where they were going with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I did like the fact that they pulled me in, and I thought I was about to get some kind of alien invasion movie, and then they kind of flipped the script on me. Um, I don't know if it's actually sending the message or telling the things that they think it is, but I thought it was also an interesting commentary about how we deal with people. Who, um, who've been in the military, um, how we handle people who are, um, you know, who've previously been in jail or previously gotten in trouble with the law, some of the assumptions that we make. I don't think that there's anything that I will not watch Riz Ahmed do. Mm-hmm. I do want ah. him to start playing somebody who's not that troubled. You know, just, you know, I, I start worrying about the actors who always play the troubled individual that has something going on with them. Just because, man, you need some joy in your life, man. Because I, I can't have you turn into a, you know. A, a, Look, a, I'm going to pray that the joy a, exists in his real life, which is why he can bring all this other angst and pain and throw it into his roles. Because his regular life is happy. I'm going to go with that. I, can we go I with just, that? I, just, I need. I need to know that. I need that to be true. Just need him. To, I need him to do that because you know I can't have another Heath Ledger situation. Because just go into a dark yeah. path and just. Just saying, just saying, hope you have some other joy in your life. It's time for his rom-com, is what you're saying? It's it's time? I wouldn't go Gotta that, balance out our roles? I wouldn't go that far. I don't think you need a rom-com for it. I mean, you need a comedy. <laughs> hey, Heath Ledger did him. <laughs> uh, I don't he like started, him. He started with them, though, and then kind of went the other way. Fair. And then, Fair. And then he just went Fair. down a dark hole. So, anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think, one, this is a movie, a lot of the movies you saw this year at TIFF were really, really short. Um, and this is another one under two hours. And I think for the themes they were trying to do, it probably should have maybe not been longer, but like you said, more focused. Because there's a lot of other things in here that they they touch on. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's clearly, and you can figure this out early on. There's clearly not an alien invasion of bugs that are taking over people. So, this, but yeah. the way they pull you in. Yeah, it's very yeah. convincing. Yeah, yeah, the first five minutes. I mean, my, my, again, my girlfriend had to tap out because she thought that it was about bugs and about aliens and things like that. Turns out it wasn't. Again, this between this and, and the flip that has with saloon, I was like, yeah. oh man, you just if you watch this one, you probably would have been fine. But you, you kind of get all the way into saloon and then you realize it is actually a horror slash, you know, other yeah. film. Yeah. So, um, but there's I think not there's, so much sci-fi in this thriller other than the premise that they play around with. And I think that's kind of where I take issue with it because I feel like some people are getting in the game and they kind of want to play with these, uh, these themes that they, that are a little darker or grayscaled out and they're leaning into genre to do it. But when you really get into the meat and potatoes of what this movie is about, that's a little reckless. You know, it's drawing correlations between things and behavior that's not really cool. And there's a moment in here where you have the FBI agent who gets involved because, you know, clearly a man's just up and absconded with two children where he's not the primary custodial parent. 
somehow somebody's going to call the police, right? The police are being called. And um, one of the actors comes in. He's a really good actor. Why I can't remember his name right now is beyond me. Rory, Rory Cochran plays one of the FBI agents who comes in to talk to the family to investigate. And there's a scene where he's talking to Octavia Spencer, where he makes some real leaps and bounds. And the theory that they jump up to as to what could potentially be going on, which is like the linchpin of building the tension here. And I don't think this gives anything away because you still don't know, is this real? Is it not real? And they really play really nicely with that tight tension. So even if it is real, you have to be concerned if this guy is like, too unhinged to be the one executing what he calls a rescue mission, right? Mm -hmm. But he brings up the term family annihilator. And it it's wrong. And like the def whoever did their research, they're wrong. They're 100 percent across the board wrong. It's like the the particular typical kind of person who falls into the category who usually ends up being the type of person who fits this profile has zero in common with the character that Riz Ahmed is playing. And that yeah. really bothers me because we kind of are seeing a resurgence of that as something that's really happening in the real world. There are a lot of, you know, he's such a nice guy. He had a great life. They seem like their family was perfect. John List type out here, straight up murking their whole families. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. it's it, And I think you're right. I think... This film has some really good themes it wants to play with, and it has a really good actor on resume who does a really good job, and even the child, the child actors are really good too. Um, yeah, they're solid. But I'm with you. It's like when, I, when it's it's that moment. Ah, there's a couple. There's always, it always happens in movies where they actually go. And yes, I understand. Law enforcement can be completely off their game and can be completely like over the top. It happens all the fucking time. I know this, but at one point it's just like, so like, it's almost like a, it, it was almost like too far. It's like, why would you jump to family annihilator? Like, it just, there's so many other things that you could have, you could have said, I, I, it, you know, it, it plays on the idea of, of law enforcement always trying to jump to the conclusions and not listening to the social worker, um, that Octavia Spencer's playing, who's like constantly going, there's something else going on here. We should probably, this doesn't tell them the guy I know. I think there's something else we're missing here. And the FBI right. going, and, 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 and again, I can still see the FBI because there's, there's two, actually two agents, right? There's one that's like, you know, he says Feynman and I, but he's like, maybe it's Roy, Roy Cochran's character. Who was the yeah. other? Roy Cochran's character is the one who doesn't completely shut his mind down. And then it's right. the other guy. I don't know what his name is. I just called him the white guy who was a prick. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, it's. You're just like, yeah, but you guys do realize there's a, there's a lot of stuff in between that, right? There's a lot of stuff to jump the family annihilator. And like you said, they were saying that, and, you know, granted, I'm not an, F, I'm not an FBI behavioral you know, an analyst or anything like that. But I, you know, I watch enough CS, uh, uh, what is it, um, Criminal Minds to know, I'm like, that's not what a family annihilator is. What are you guys talking I mean, about? I'm like... I'm like that's not. I, I'm I'm watching. I'm going like God. I, I can't. That's not how any of this works. But I'm like that's not how. That's actually not how any of this works. And that doesn't make any. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, right. I, I just. Right. I, I, I'm like, why would you guys? I, again, I could jump to saying that he's dangerous or or thinking that there's a problem or things like that. But like, why would you jump to family annihilator? And and again, it, it kind of throws it off because it kind of takes it away from 
that what actually is going on and what's actually happening because you're like well you can still tell the story of, of police not getting it in, in, in the, the need of social workers and the need of, of really trying to communicate and not go with the idea of guns blazing, you know, out the gate, right? Right. Totally get that. But, like, that just kind of threw me off a little bit. And then there's also little things in here, too, that are just, it's so much stuff. Because even in the, the TIFF um, synopsis of it was like, yeah, and he deals with, uh, you know, uh, was it, um... Uh, conservative far right extremists and stuff like that. And I'm just like, then you see what happens in the film, and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know what? They probably were a little bit, but they also kind of were justified a little bit because I mean, I mean, I look, mean, I, I was, okay. I was, I was, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, I'm like, uh, what, mm, guys? Mm. I, I, yeah, I want, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that for a minute because I, I think a part of the problem that I had where I kept getting uninvested in this movie without completely checking out is because this is very realistic in the sense that this is the, the Octavia Spencer's playing a black woman who's in the system, got authority, she's got 20 plus years in, and uh, this one cop is like, well, like, nice to know you're shitty at your job, and the other one. It's like, well, you know, I have this expertise that you don't have, and here's how the rundown is, and kind of shuts her up for a minute. But on the other hand, she's like, this dude, trust me, I'm the only one he trusts. Mm-hmm. As soon as he thought something may have been wrong or not even falling in line with what he was thinking, he called me. You know what I mean? So I can get to him through to him the way that you can't. But on the other side of this, you've got a guy who's now been put in a hostile situation. He truly believes it's him against the world, whether the fact that he thinks that he's saving his kids from an alien invasion is true or not. At this point, you have made him persona non grata in ways that are dangerous. So you got this guy and you push him to where he has to be making less than sound decisions, rolls up on a house that's got a 1776 flag. And this is how, you know, this movie couldn't have cast a black man as a lead. Mm -hmm. Are you going in that house, Chris? Fuck no. Are you staying in that neighborhood? Fuck no. Right. So the way they kind of try to tweak it to where, like, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a double edged sword. I don't think this is a this is a spoiler that he goes in the house. Turns out the house is not empty. The guy who gets there, he tries to kind of talk to him soldier to soldier. And the man responds with saying, you know, you can put a beard on a snake all day long. It doesn't still mean it's not a snake and it's not your enemy. So uh, I, I get what they were trying to go there for. I kind of get how it works. I also even get how it turns out that these people are, you know, we've reached the got to take it into your own hands type mentality. Mm-hmm. And all of that kind of worked. And especially to the, you know, the putting a child in jeopardy situation because you're a numbnuts who shouldn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. But but when you're talking about the psychology of what they're playing with here and the moments that they kept breaking up, like you kept got, you got the father son bond between these children and the way that he's trying to, you know, teach his kids. He's like, you know, we we defend each other. We stand up for each other. We're always here for each other. No matter how mad you get, that's still your brother. You take care of your brother. And these are all good and solid lessons. And you see how they circle back at the end. But it also has to do with the kind of secrets that people tell their children that put, leave their children vulnerable. You know, their mother clearly has been lying to them about what's going on with their father. Mm-hmm. And they've got a whole new life. They've got a stepfather and they've got that kind of relationship. I really wish they had spent a little bit more time inside that house with the boys and the primary custodial parent of their mother. 
So we could see a little bit of the breakdown of that relationship. I really wish we had gotten maybe a scene with um, Ahmed's character and maybe his life from the before times, you know, mm-hmm. there's, and I think that would have kind of ankled the anchored this a little bit better, but because they wanted to play in this gray area of the assumptions that people make and the dangers it puts people in and um, psychological profiling, uh, um, <clears throat> the abject refusal to listen to a black woman when she speaks, like, you know, right. um, all of that really worked, but it ended up being anticlimactic because we were anchored in the wrong part of the story. Yeah, it like I said, it it's it's fine, and it, it, like I said, it, it's not a bad movie. Just one of those ones. I'm just like, I felt like the themes they were trying to go for, which could have been good ones, right? Like, like you said, you know, even the idea of we don't how we treat, you know, um. Whether it's uh, folks that come out of jail, ex-felons, whether it's uh, how we treat veterans and things like that, and we don't give them the help they need, we just we just don't have the 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 social, uh, the social workers and the the, the social uh, uh, safety net for folks to give them the help they need, especially when it comes to mental health and things like that. It just feels like this film was um, too big for the people that were writing and, and, and directing it. Maybe it just it just didn't work. Uh, they should yeah they should have told the, they should have told the smaller story yeah they should have kept it tight because the story with the boys and riz is brilliant it's i mean it's beautifully played out um the mind games and the tricks like the the flips back and forth that they use mm-hmm. like the imagery for the the country they were traveling through like even how they made their 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 daymares and nightmares kind of impact how they reacted in the real world all of that really worked mm-hmm and it kind of felt like a, an older 90s feel to how those kind of road movies used to be done. And I think that's also why it worked, because obviously they were extremely isolated because he took them to the middle of nowhere because they were running from aliens. Right. Um, but yeah, the coming out the gate and realizing. I never have a problem with a story that's supposed to be a thriller saying this isn't what you thought it was supposed to be about. Yeah, I mean, I, that actually I didn't never bother, that Yeah, that, that really didn't bother me uh, that much, because like I said, I think that overall the, the, what it was trying to tell was still a good story. Um, and honestly, to be perfectly honest, when I read the synopsis, I kind of figured, you kind of see where this is going anyway, and so I yeah. was like, I was kind of prepared for that. It, it Just like you said, it's just, it just feels like it doesn't do enough on some of those themes they were doing, and it didn't understand them. Right, it's just like I said. It, it throws them out there. It's one of the things. It's a film that, that hits the, hit shows you some of the themes, but it doesn't dig enough into them and didn't seem to really understand what they were trying to tell you. And so, yeah, right. Oh, so the other cop was Misha from Supernatural. Hmm. I think, but yeah, Misha Collins is in this movie. I love him. Um, everybody played their part. They played their corners well. Even the two numbnuts who were the um, mm-hmm. the freedom fighters. That scene. I'm sorry. That was actually really funny. It yeah, probably no, no, wasn't no. supposed to be funny, but I, I laughed a lot. Yeah. No. 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 It was. It was. Um, and I can't say why because I don't want to spoil. But um, but but I I agree with you. Even Bobby, the little boy the youngest little boy was, Mm -hmm. he was just, I mean, they were so earnest and they were so honest. And 
I, but I feel like you're right. They telegraphed their hand once they kind of the big reveal was out of what we were really dealing with. They telegraphed their hand a little too much. And I'm starting to realize the reason why that might be is because of the director, mm-hmm. Michael Pierce. Yeah. Because he kind of did some of the same similar things when in the, his 2017 movie Beast. So I don't think he knows. I don't think he necessarily really knows what to do with uh, MacGuffin. Yeah. You think think that might be? I think I saw Beast. It's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I'm trying to remember. I mean, that was in the before time. Seriously, this this year and last year, we basically lived twenty years. So it's okay if you can't remember 2017 at this point. What would you give it out of ten? I I I hate to say it, but I think this is rocking at about a six and a half for me. That's actually what I got. I added a six and a half as well. So it's, I mean, especially when you compare it to some of the other stuff that I did get to see at TIFF. Yeah, like I said, it's it's. I mean, honestly, and we and, or even some of the stuff we've seen risen. I mean, we saw uh uh Mogul Mowgli, and that's way better than this. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, like, comparing, but I will tell you this: um, he has a way of going internal with a character and taking you there with him well, that you fully invest in the role and the character. Well, I'll say this: the film's only a six and a half because of him. Because anybody else, I would have been forgettable. Right, you know, right, like, and, yeah. yeah. No, this only works because it's Riz Ahmed. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The, and these two particular young yes. boys. Yes, but yeah, this really only works because of Riz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, even yeah. when you get to the ass kicking portion, yeah, it's, maybe especially when you get to the ass kicking portion. Yeah, yeah, definitely works. <laughs> well, it also goes it also goes to me. It's like, man, you guys really should get him in more action films. You know, it's like. And not, I know he was in Rogue One, but I mean, like, get him some actual, like, mm-hmm. lead roles in that. Like, I, yeah, he deserves it. He needs it, you know. I've so. been thirsty enough on podcasts with you, but I am going to say I would really like to see you let him just flat out beat the hell out of people. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. Give him a gun and a mission, please. I will watch the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, all right, folks, we got uh, some more uh, reviews coming out. Um, October's almost here, too. We definitely are going to be reviewing. Um, at least I know I'm reviewing Halloween. Did they tell you they didn't get you Halloween yet? Do they I? haven't told me anything, but, sir, I will make. I'm a. a it's. I need. We'll find, yeah, we'll we find are, a way to get yeah, We we'll are seeing a, Halloween. Yeah, I will figure yeah, out a kind of way. It turns out that I'm going to be able to get locked into a movie theater uh, to see No Time to Die. So we might get a written, written review if it actually happens. Yeah, because I decided I am not doing that at 3 o'clock on a, on a Tuesday. So they Don't go you got a job? Ass. Yeah, they can kiss my ass on that. So I will see <laughs> I'll see that and all the other films are when they come to fucking streaming. They keep thinking I'm playing with this shit. I'm like, guys, I can wait you guys out. It's, it's no problem. <laughs> no Look, problem. I mean, that's the reason why I kind of took a pause on a lot of stuff. I needed to reevaluate my schedule. Like the pressure they put you under when we were doing stuff episodically put me on my ass. Running around chasing and begging people to give me screeners that I didn't have to fight for. I ain't got to fight you. I ain't got to fight you. I don't have to cover your project. Hmm. I just realized we put the, the the tagline we had for the the first Halloween movie we reviewed was, uh, and I don't think you were on us with that. I think it was just Mm-mm. me and Brandon. They said no black people were hurt in the making of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which was true. Was true. Accurate. It's very accurate. Yeah. True. No. I mean, I mean, I think I think 
I think we've gotten to see some interesting and eclectic stuff, but if they make me miss Halloween kills, you know I'm a fight, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay. As long as you understand, you may get a call from someone uh, like my best friend Les saying, I'm gathering money to get Rhonda out of jail because she beat down somebody at Outlaw. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Just understand, I'm Mm -hmm. seeing Halloween kills. Yeah, you got to do. Um, all right, folks, thank you very much for subscribing. Uh, make sure you guys uh, tell all your friends Spotify, Stitcher Radio, uh, iTunes, find us there, and continue to listen. Movie trailer reviews. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace.